2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: I didn't realize the captain of aviation is here. Why do we have to leave the the shade open uh, on uh At least on land. takeoff and landing. Because people need to...
4: It's very disorienting for some people. So when you take off, you feel, you know, you want to make sure you see the horizon. And plus, it's just... They put windows on a plane for a reason. If now if it's at night or you get up top, you know, above the clouds, you want to take a nap, mm-hmm. you want to shut it, go for it.
3: In other words, you want to decide on all your I'm flights. The
4: decider. You are the, I'm decider. the row captain. You know what? I'm the row captain. Well, I'm
3: the row captain. You're the you're the one who knocks. I am Heisenberg. Yes. I get to decide. I'd like to declare
4: everybody I'm in A, I'm in row 14 D, but I am the row captain. Hello, everybody.
3: It's the captain. here. I will decide. Oh uh, okay. That's the Grand Canyon over there. Yeah. Uh, we're out the of peanuts. Uh, I got to go. Thank you. I think the key to your impression that it was this. Uh,
4: <laughs> they do it. as part of the uh, Captain. Do Lido. They
3: teach him that. Yeah. They teach him. You want to join for this for a second? No. Because I'm picking up on one of your topics. I know. I know. I've said all I've needed to say on this. Okay. Job. All right. Once again, window shades up. I think if Dave, I think if you get the window seat, you control the shade. Unless, unless the uh,
2: uh, you do, I agree with
4: that. You do control it, but for the love of humanity, keep (laughs) it open on takeoff and landing. I don't want you to just come in and just shut it. That's very. uh, That's aggressive. That's like I don't care about anybody else but me.
3: Well, but you're saying you don't care about anybody else but you by wanting the the shade up so you can look out so you're not disoriented maybe not as many Bloody Marys at the airport bar and disorientation its not as big a deal. Hey,
4: let me tell you something. Suddenly Foster Brooks Foster is sitting Brooks. next <laughs> to you.
3: Well, I think we were talking about <laughs> the can, go-to
4: drunk reference.
3: Can someone right now in entertainment, their go-to, is they're the drunk? Be a drunk. You know, Dean did Dean, that. Yeah. I mean, Dean was an accomplished singer, Martin and Lewis, and then just played the drunk. You know even I know a lot of people suggest that he didn't drink at all but even when they had the big Martin and Lewis finally get together yeah. even then he was playing the drunk when he was back with yeah. Jerry and so could he not break the bit then because wasn't him and how long were him and Lewis apart for like two decades or so yeah and all of a sudden they there together Sinatra brings him together on the uh, on the telephone and he did it we don't have anybody that I'm, I'm not aware of right now. Who plays the drunk? Or like, and that's their bit. Like a
4: high, like somebody who plays like they're high all the time. I don't think so.
5: Right? Not coming to mind. Not Coming to mind. Well, the guy Too much TMZ. You, three. you
3: you do that every day. <laughs> I need. I might have to smoke tonight. Spend a little bit. Was last time you got a high? Nine thirty. Or <laughs> that's been a little while. Yeah. yeah. Right. We might have to share that. Share that. Mr. St. Paul Saints over here. Good job. Yes. Fighting Saints. Fighting Saints. All right, we're going to pick up, uh, uh, see you, Uh, pick up on part of the conversation I heard on the Adam and Jordana show where they were talking about, you know, we're looking at very cold weather and snow and helping out. You know, do, um, do you want to help out your neighbors? You know, whether it's shoveling or checking on them. And then the conversation... In the second segment, all this is available on podcast too. Adam and Jordana, anywhere you get your podcast, To the question of a, this, and I want I really want to pick up on this because I thought that was an interesting debate. Is our default to be kind? As humans, is our natural default to be kind? Or do we have any natural default and it's all... Learn behavior, because I don't think it's all learned behavior. I mean, the example I use all the time in, on parenting is there's some, either a parent or parents who are meticulous, respectful, kind, loving, always attentive, and their kid turns out to just be a lout, a jerk, violent. And then you can have the ab- absolute opposite. Where the parents are more selfish. They're really more worried about their own life. And you think the kid might turn out that way, and then the kid's just magnificent. So it's some combination, right? Because you're not automatically, everyone is not automatically born evil. Everyone is not automatically born kind. So where is that balance? Do you think – it? because I think – we have so many examples. We have how many – we have 7 billion people, whatever we have right now. And we can see maybe people in our life that we know or that we read about who can be 100% kind and respectful and – You admire them. And then you might meet other people in your life, and and they're just angry all the time. They're just upset all the time. And how much of that is, for some reason, they were born that way. Or they learn that by whatever reasons, including a difficult childhood. Mental health is is in a separate category here because mental health can cause a lot of issues, and we know that's – going to play a fault. But is it easy for us, and I love feedback on this, 651 461 would you say we can even answer the question, is kindness our default? Or are there so many factors and it's just person to person? Because, I mean, Jordana was just adamantly no. More... Folks, individuals are bad, are not kind, and cited where people don't help out others and what people say and all the wars which are taking place. I still think there are more people in this on the planet by far who their default is kindness. But how they arrive there versus how the others arrive to negativity and anger, and not objectivity and telling the truth and giving opinions, but just always upset. I think I just think it's not close on on the decency factor. Do you agree with that or what do you want to say on this? I think I disagree. Okay. I think I'm more
5: I'm closer to Jordana, I believe, certainly, than you are, because I think our default, if we're talking what we're born with, you know, our whether we're born kind, whether we're born evil, whether we're born selfish, whether we're born, you know, whatever it is, we're animals. I think we were, our, our default is survival. And that means thinking about ourselves first.
3: You think most people think about themselves first?
5: I think that's how we're born. I think. Really? Okay. Yeah. I do. And I think after that, kindness is learned. I think kindness is learned very quickly uh, before you.
3: But survival is, you don't even have to learn it. There's just something I think instinctually. that's just
5: the instinct, yes, to right. survive, to think about what do I need, what do I need. But you very early on, I mean, minutes, hours after you're born, realize you need to rely on other people and their kindness your mother, your father, those who are taking care of you as a, just an infant. And I think very, very early on, you realize that there is kindness in the world. These people are caring for me. And that's something you pick up on and you learn.
3: As people get older and they've arrived at this in a myriad of reasons and some similar, some very different. Do you think more people's natural default by the time they're an adult is kind or indifferent or mean? Because I still think it's kind, you know, like we were talking about this off air, including with David. And David's point was, well, one-on-one, we think it's more kind, or David thought it was more kind. But now because we have so many platforms, social media, uh, texting, you name it, where people are not in front of you and feel more empowered keyboard warriors to just put you on full blast. Mm-hmm.
5: Probably kindness wins over, but it also might be some false kindness. Yeah, also might be lacking the, sincerity. Lacking sincerity. Yeah, or just not having having guts, and that's why you're the keyboard warrior, but you're in person, oh yeah, we'll put on the smile, but then you'll, you know, do something behind a person's back, say yeah. something.
3: Yeah, you know where I stand in disingenuous. Um, Love it. I. I it's. It's one of the two or three qualities I hate the most, honestly, where it's just people say the same thing all the time and really don't mean it at all, or they say things. and I'm not saying, like, if you have a problem with someone, that you walk up and say, fill in the blank, you're a bleepity-bleepity-bleep. But I'd rather them not say something than just... Fill in the blank, and it's the same thing, and it's the same phony platitudes.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Now, some might say, Well, that's a default of decency where they say something and there's some kindness about it. But if you know them enough or you follow them enough, you know they really don't mean it. It's just, I'm just going to say this. I just, I don't like phoniness.
5: Some would say if you don't have anything nice to say, Chad, you shouldn't say anything at all.
3: I'd rather them just, okay. Shut your mouth? (laughs) No, just hello. Or when you see people um, who you're consuming somehow, right, where you're just observing the conversation or it's people in the news for some reason and they're offering these things up, and you know they don't mean a single word of it. I'm not saying, again, I'd rather the default be decent. And I'm a person who begs people to give strong opinions, including strong opinions of kindness, right? I just, the phoniness, man, phony people. Blah. It just, that drives me nuts. You're kind of looking at me and saying, calm down, it's not that big a deal.
5: (laughs) No, I'm trying to think of the phoniest people around here right now.
3: No, I'm not even talking. just here. It's just else. Well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to see if you'll call anybody out. Well, in the it's next Carter, segment. of course. I mean, it's, you oh, know. It's the strong no, he has zero. Part of the reason I love the guy, zero phoniness about him. It's just he is who he is, you know. And so it wasn't really about here. It was just about people overall in life just being genuine. Now, if you're struggling that day, It's not like when somebody says, how are you? You have to then sit them down for 47 (laughs) minutes and lay out everything that's wrong. And then, in theory, help them out. Okay, on this topic, I would love to hear people, what you think, agree, disagree uh, on our default, what is learned, Uh, Dave's point on survival, and then learning kindness later. It's the nature versus nurture sort of situation. Uh, phoniness whatever you want to say feedback is always appreciated 651-461-9226 651-461-9226 two, two, six. Six, two, two,
2: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without autopay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: All right, sir. What do we have today for the uh, music theme? I'll remind folks. Power pack lineup today, major ten minutes. Billy Garen was unavailable for us. Uh, yesterday, traveling, the Wild President of Hockey Operations, makes his regular appearance. Daylight, he's at 107. Shaletta, you've bumped to 135. Well, she did it to herself. Yeah. Well, she's yeah, she's yeah, she normally moves constantly and tells us. This time, you moved her because of Garen and also because she took your headphones and wouldn't admit it to it. No, she lied to the show. She lied to the show. 135 for Shaletta. Collar on the Purple in the playoffs. And you, the Am I wrong committee two thirty five. Music theme is second Friday in
5: January. It is Quitters Day. <laughs> it is the day most of us give up on our resolutions. So we've got music about quitting and giving up. I like it.
3: <laughs> you know what? I well, I'll I'll, I'll work this in a major in ten minutes because I got a message from my phone today. I really didn't appreciate. It. I I mean I know, I know the phone is accurate. But does the phone really have to tell me this? I'll, I'll, I'll divulge that to Major in a little bit. We're talking about kindness. Is it our default? A lot of texts. 651 Pat would like to chime in. Pat, glad you're listening. You're on WCCO Radio.
0: Thank you for taking my call. I wanted to talk about the fact I had a child out of wedlock when I was a teenager that I gave up for adoption. And I found him when he was 19. During that time, I um, went through counseling, and in the counseling I learned something that I thought was kind of interesting is the fact that they told us that you have genetic patterning that you're born with, and if you have the have it in you to be kind, you will be, no matter who raises you, no matter what your situation is. The other thing is there is such a thing as a bad seed, when you see people who have you know children uh, that you kind of wonder how just nice people can have such a bad kid, that's why, because they are, their genetic patterning is what makes them who they are. And I thought that was very interesting because we've had a couple of friends or what we've had that have had kids that I think, "Oh my gosh, how could these nice people have such awful kids?" Well, that's why. Pat, thanks
3: so much. That, that picks, I appreciate you listening. That picks up on what I say all the time, Dave, uh, uh, on this topic that I, I know one prime example where I think both parents, to be honest, are pretty selfish. And the child they had is amazing, right? And and there are hundreds of examples. Uh, well, no, there's millions of examples. It's just how many you see. So it is some sort of combination of how you're born and for whatever reason, genetics, what maybe you're predisposed to be. Um, to say learned behaviors don't matter at all is absolutely false. But some, because of the genetics and whatever reason, just dictate someone to be accepting, to be open, to be kind, and then others, flat out are mean. And seemingly, that is their default throughout most of their life. I don't accept, though, that you're initially born that way and that we have to teach you to be better. I think some are more neutral in this area. Some lean one way or the other. And then along with whatever role a guardian, a parent plays, plays a part, but sometimes your parents and guardians are doing all, are doing stuff all on their own. I'll just give you an example. My mother hardly raised me at all. My father, I love him massively, but my father's top priority, without a doubt, was work. I don't remember a single game my father did not go to, not one, not one, because spending time with the family, you know. Um, can I blame that or should I blame that? No. Uh-uh. I found other ways to feel like I'm a good person, you know. And that isn't to say you're not enhanced more by who you're around and to say it 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 can't play a big part, but it's not everything. If that makes sense? No, it does. I I I don't think it's a hard it's a stretch to
5: believe that DNA plays a role. Whether it's the only role, I didn't, I don't buy that. But no. I'm sure it plays some role. I mean, yeah. Whether it be kindness or you know a, a million other things, you know, <laughs> for our interests, the things we are good at. You know, how many how many people do you know that have parents that have no artistic ability, yet their kid is a wonderful artist or an athlete or, you know, in music or, yeah. you know, yes. terrific in in school. And they were like, yeah. I was a C student. I don't know what there's, where these straight A's are coming from. You know, it, <laughs> there's example after example of something like that. And so it's no stretch to believe that kindness or lack thereof certainly <clears> could <throat> play a part in that where it's, it doesn't come from, you know, what you learn from mom and dad.
3: 100%. Well stated. Among the texts here, I believe we were born good, and that's where God is in our soul, family, including siblings, and it's in nature's, uh, nurtures personality. When your little ones go on that school bus, that's when you see change. I don't agree. Um, I think you can see change right away. I think you can see change um, when they go on the school bus. But to say that's when it happens and that it's because God is in your soul, that's subjective, right? This texter clearly believes God is in our soul. A lot of others don't believe that or, I mean, they're atheists or they're agnostic or they have a different God. But I, I believe this person, without a doubt, believes that. I.
5: A lot does change when they get on that school bus.
3: A lot does, but the idea that you're – um. That it completely flips your personality? Yeah, or, like you're yeah. angelic, and then all of a sudden this causes all the issues. I don't accept that. But the more elements around you to help shape you, sure. <clears throat> more text. Evolution dictates that those genes are passed along, uh, that those that survived, those that survived or those that cooperated with each, of, each other these days, cooperation for survival is less important, thus kindness may be diminishing. Uh, uh, People believe that are born selfish. That's why parents have to teach their oldest and only kids how to share as well to wait their turn. Kindness is contagious, but we need to show it to others, especially those we may not know. More text here. Everyone is self-serving. They behave according to the rewards received by such behaviors. I'm outside of this broader profession that I'm in. Because I don't do really specifically anything my father did. My father did never play-by-play. I never had an interest in being columnist. He never did a weekly show. I never did a Sunday show, but in the broad sense of media. In so many of my characteristics, I am not like my parents at all. But I know others who are absolutely like it. So it can apply. I don't think it always applies. That's what I would say. Uh, a lot of good to- uh, topic or uh, text on this particular topic and a good call from Pat. Let's pause. We're late. We've got to get to Major in moments.
4: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
6: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
4: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Major's here. I apologize. We're getting to major a little bit late. He is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Uh, major, do you have an iPhone? What, what uh, cell phone do you have? iPhone. Okay. I have an iPhone also. At, um so, thanks. Can, can I
7: say, can I, can I say this? Yeah. I miss, I miss, I so very much miss my
3: BlackBerry. Oh, you were a BlackBerry guy.
7: Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how much a BlackBerry person I was.
3: Give me an example. The best,
7: the best work, the best work handheld device in the history of all work handheld devices. I Whoa. Gr- gr- I grind my teeth dealing with an iPhone because it doesn't have what the BlackBerry had. The BlackBerry had a tactile screen on which you could write. I wrote TV scripts, the 2004 campaign, the 2008 campaign, the 2012 campaign, and the 2016 campaign on my BlackBerry. I, I wrote chapters of my books when I was writing on the road doing things on my BlackBerry. Um, I didn't take a lot of pictures. I didn't play any games because I didn't want to. I just wanted to communicate (laughs) and do my work, and that's what a BlackBerry let me do.
3: I mean, I believe, Dave, you tell me. Here are my two takeaways. Major is calling for the elimination of the iPhone, and he's also (laughs) calling for the elimination of any fun with your phone. You only use your phone for business, work, yeah. frustrations, yep. anger. Yep. No joy. No joy yep. is allowed on your phone. If Major Garrett <laughs> is the cell phone police, Dave, is it about what you got? I think he'd like I to shut Apple down.
7: To, I, I think that's a fair translation.
3: I, I think, think that's, that's, that's fair. Fair. so. I I have my iPhone, which I like. You know, I mean, I uh, Blackberries were nice. Uh, I don't miss him as much as you. So okay, starting Thanksgiving, then mm-hmm. we work our way to Christmas. There's fun. The there's way, festivities. By the way, by the way, by the way, by the way Happy don't, New Year! Don't even say it. Don't even say it. Get out of here. Just get out of here with that. Just stop. stop. You know, if you'd have a little bit more fun on your phone, you wouldn't be saying the Happy New Year thing. <laughs> so, and then I got I got sick. So. I get a message from my phone today, the health part of my phone, and it says mm. to me, you're not getting in as many steps the last four weeks as you normally do. You know what I want to say mm. to my phone? Go to hell. Okay? I, don't, I know mm. that. I know that. I've been going mm. out too much. I've been eating too much. Yes. I don't need my phone to humiliate no. me.
7: I mean, no, I'm... we don't. We don't. No. Blackberry never did that, Chad. <laughs> Blackberry never did that. Blackberry didn't care. BlackBerry, no care.
3: Okay? Just a business arrangement, right? It was, That's exactly right. You use exactly me, right. I use you, I don't care about right. you outside of uh, our practical usage.
7: Precisely. BlackBerry stayed in its lane, man. <laughs> it did not pretend to care about you. It did not care about you, okay? iPhones pretend to care about you. That's
3: right. That's fair, because I just was decrying... Folks who are disingenuous, I think you've also declared the iPhone disingenuous. Because really, do I think the iPhone cares that much that I'm sitting around more lately? I don't. I really don't. It's it's, it's laughing at me. It's it's cackling mm-hmm. at me. Hey, yeah. Tubby, get off the couch is basically what it said. <laughs> you know? I mean, thanks a lot. Yes, yes. Thanks a lot. Yes. A BlackBerry
7: would never Hector you like that. <laughs> no, never.
3: it would not. Okay, let's dramatically yes. switch... Mm-hmm. To um, the U.S. finally, after months of attacks, Mm -hmm. finally, with five other allies, responded to Iran. This is Mm -hmm. Iran back the Houthis. And this is the Red Sea. This is Mm -hmm. since Hamas's brutal, grotesque attack on Israel Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. these have started to happen over and over again with with drone strikes and responding and there has been this debate what should the biden administration do they finally reached a point where they responded it's it's an interesting reaction where there's a lot of people on his own far left flank are like no wait a second you you can't do this you have to you have to go to congress Then there are some righties who like it, but then others who just automatically don't like Joe Biden, if he even takes a step forward, who are mad. What's, what's your overall reaction of why Joe Biden finally said, or his advisor said, enough is enough, and then the reaction in this country from leadership about his decision?
7: Right. So it's always a concern of any president when there's a conflict in the Middle East To contain it as best as possible because let's just say the dry tinder is all around and things that catch fire can really burst into flames and every American president in every crisis in the Middle East has tried to contain whatever that crisis is militarily that has been a long-standing rational and bipartisan approach to the Middle East clearly that's been the Biden administration's approach Iran operates on a lot of different levels, has a lot of different proxies throughout the region. The Houthis are one of many. And they have been bedeviling cargo shipments in order to pressurize the Western world, specifically the United States, to lean on Israel to back off in Gaza. That's the methodology. That's the idea Iran has, using proxies to harass cargo vessels in order to create that conversation. And... The Biden administration saw that. The Brits saw that. The French saw that. Many interested commercial parties saw that and said, we can probably deal with this for a while on our own terms. Knock things out of the air. Pick some drones off. If the ships come by, the small little vessels blow them out of the water, all of which has happened.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
7: But keep saying, but keep saying, Houthis, uh, there will come a time and we will let you decide how much of this you think you can get away with. And in that intervening time, what did the Biden administration do? Made sure it had other partners so it would not just be U.S. doing this. And that there would be broad international concern, so much so that the U.N. approved a resolution about this to have that kind of license, that kind of go-ahead, that kind of green light for the international community. All right, enough's enough. Some Republicans wish the administration had done this two months ago. If it had, it would have had very few or zero partners. The American can do that. We've done it in the past.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure.
7: But it is clearly now, because you can't de-escalate from this. This is this is where we are now. Places in Yemen are now legitimate targets, and people can die. And it sounds as if maybe one or two or five people have. I don't know exactly what the actual confirmation is. But even if just one or two, there would be more strikes if these continue, and more people will die. So we're in this now. Yep. And we have to be in it for a couple of reasons. Navigation is a huge thing internationally. And this administration and the Europeans are deeply concerned about what is already softening economic output. And if you create more supply chain problems, you ratchet back up inflation, you weaken economic growth, it's already weak in Europe. It's not nearly as weak in the United States, despite public perception. The United States is the best-performing economy in the world and has been for two consecutive years. Still, you don't want harassed cargo vessels unable to use the Red Sea and go through the Suez Canal. You just don't. And you can't let the Houthis in Iran decide who, or who doesn't use the Red Sea and the Suez Canal. You just can't. Not long-term. So this is where we are. And plenty of Republicans will say, you should have been more aggressive two months ago. Fine. Well, we're aggressive now, and yeah. this is where, from this point forward, we have to see how this plays out, but it does not mean that things are stabilized in Gaza or on the northern border that Israel has with Lebanon, with Hezbollah, or in Iran and Syria, where U.S. military personnel, though small in number, are still getting harassing fire and harassing rocket attacks on a pretty regular basis, all of which influenced, if not directed, by the Iranians.
3: Let's uh, switch over to the Iowa caucuses. You were planning mm-hmm. on flying there today, but some weather issues, mm-hmm. you'll fly and 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 arrive uh, this weekend. Also, don't do any shots outside for your safety. Okay, when it's brutally cold, I mean, yeah. let's just put it. Uh, let, I'll speak on behalf of myself. And Dave. we want you as a guest. Okay, we don't want. I don't. Yes. I, don't need, I don't need frostbite, major. You're, no. The the content no. is everybody's good. Inside as uh, there's major on the scene, frozen. You know, so we, don't, <laughs> we don't need to see that. What yeah. is. V- I, I, I will take no
7: undue risks. Thank I'm flying you. into Kansas City this afternoon, and then my producer and I are driving up to Des Moines, probably arriving about 10 o'clock tonight.
3: Apparently, you hate Minneapolis. You could have flown into Minneapolis. And but, will but put-
7: I listen to you as I always do, Chad Harpin. I listen very carefully to the weather forecast. Weather is coming yeah. south to north. We decided not to drive through that weather. There is no weather in Kansas City up north to Des Moines later on this afternoon and this evening. It's just brutally cold. But there is no snow. So we decided to skip the snow part and just take I-35, due north.
3: Major confirms he hates Minneapolis-St. Paul. Now on to the (laughs) the topic of uh, what is – tell me the Tuesday morning for Don Trump, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis when all the results are in and – They feel like they've exceeded expectations, and Monday was a great night. What has to happen for all three of them individually to feel that way?
7: Okay. Uh, What has to happen for Trump? Uh, Anything above 45, meaning he registers 45% or better, that would be a blowout, and it would be the highest Republican total ever in a contested Iowa caucus. The highest total currently is 45% achieved by gerald ford in 1976 against ronald reagan who came in with 43 percent didn't work out so well for jerry no i know but everyone cares about what the past says and anything above 45 huge night for trump and any margin above 15 is a huge night for trump and anything above 20 is even bigger Uh, and both are all of those things are possible all of those things are possible Anything for Nikki, a great night for Nikki Haley, second place. Doesn't matter what the number is, just second place.
3: I agree. Yep.
7: A great night for DeSantis, a great night for DeSantis. And I would say of the three potentialities for great night, he he has the biggest problem reaching a great night potentiality. Has to be second. And it has to be within 15 points of Trump. And I don't think he's going to get either.
3: If he doesn't, do you see him stepping away? and stepping out of the race before New Hampshire? It's a good question.
7: I don't know his inner circle well enough to give you a, a hard and fast read on that. The coverage will be brutal. Yep. Uh, he will be compared to Jeb Bush. He will be compared to John Connolly, He will be compared to lots of people who possess momentum, money, and imagined moxie starting their presidential campaigns and seeing it all absolutely fall apart before their very eyes yeah. now jeb bush didn't drop out after iowa and Connolly didn't either i can't remember if he competed in iowa he must have i wasn't covering that campaign i was still too young thank goodness um <laughs> yes. but but the, the coverage will be, if Brutus DeSantis comes in third, and if he's not right on Nikki Haley's tail I mean within one or two percentage points, and you get beyond two percentage points, then then he's not only third, but distant third. That will be the take. It will be nonstop obituary writing. He can go to New Hampshire. It's only a week later. He will have enough money to go through South Carolina. Why? Because both those states are cheap. He's not invested in New Hampshire anyway. He'll go straight to South Carolina and try to do something. But the writing will be on the wall. The question isn't really whether he drops out or not. The question is, will anyone care? And the answer is probably not.
3: Great stuff. Travel safe, and uh, we'll talk next week. Look forward to it. He is the best. Simple as that. Major Garrett here on Cecil.
6: Baseball is back.
3: Quit our music. This is when we give up our resolutions this day. Uh, Bill Guerin, Wild, president of Hockey Operations, is with us early next hour. You can ask Bill Guerin one question about the Wild. What is it? One question about the Wild, 651-461-9226. I think uh, DeSantis is going to finish third. Uh, he's irrelevant. In New Hampshire. Let's say let's say Haley pulls off the shocker and with Christie now out, beats Trump because that's more more independence. The problem is her state, much more conservative and not an open primary. You have to be Republican to vote in the Republican race, Democrat. Trump's gonna crush her in South Carolina. And so that's where like when people talk about this Haley momentum. If she gets beat, like right now the polling shows her losing by 20, 30 points in her home state. If she loses by 20, 30 points in her home state, how does she have any momentum? She doesn't, right? I just don't see it. No, don't see it either. Linda's construction time. Check. It's time for me to stop talking. It's time for you to request your
2: complimentary attic inspection. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?